You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 129. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Hey there, toy people. Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of the Toy Coach Podcast, Making It in the Toy Industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. We're going to kick off this episode today with something special. A client of Deanna's sent us an audio to tell us all about her. Deanna Seymour's brand of creativity just screams fun. It's colorful and vibrant and brings out a love of play. As adults, that's really hard to hold on to because we've been told for so long to grow up. Dee represents the kind of creativity everyone should be exposed to so we can all remember our own creative selves. Today's guest on the show is the host of the podcast, F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. She's a graphic designer and all-around creative gal, Deanna Seymour. Deanna knows the power of creativity and playfulness in marketing, and that's what she's going to share with us today. Welcome to the show, Deanna Seymour. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? So happy to have you here. We're going to talk about graphic design and how you can make it more fun. This is going to be a good conversation for people uh, listening to this podcast because newbie inventors and entrepreneurs are always coming up with toy businesses, but they don't want to market them. They're like, oh, Shell, do I really have to do social media? Do I really have to do reels? What do I, why? So I feel like you can make it fun and you can inspire people to just get up and do it. So let's start this conversation off. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It can be intimidating for a lot of people. So people should know right away that if you feel weird about it, you're completely normal. So first, Deanna, tell us a little bit about yourself. What was your job before you became an entrepreneur? Okay. So I actually was an art teacher for over a decade. So I've taught all grade levels, graphic design from graphic design to like getting messy with clay. And while I was a teacher, I feel like I had like a million different side hustles. So I'm also diagnosed as ADHD, which means I get that like excitement and like hyper focus on a new task. And I'm like, I'm going to make cupcakes, like every kind of cupcake in the world for like a month. And then I'm like, oh. No, I'm not. Or like, I should have a cupcake business. And then it's like, no. So I just feel like being a teacher, you have the summers off and I could like go on something new and then get back to teaching and just all that experience and starting all these little side hustles. And then I was like, oh, the thing I love is starting new businesses, but they don't always have to be my business every time. I can get that same excitement helping somebody else launch a new business and come up with all the design and all the graphics and all the fun stuff which I consider the fun stuff that goes along with it. And so then I kind of landed here and I get to help people start their businesses over and over again instead of me starting new businesses (laughs) over and over again. I love that because I also love the beginning of things. I love starting new businesses. I totally understand what you're, where you're coming from and why you love to do that. So tell me about, I would love to hear about one of your most exciting recent clients. What was the most exciting project you worked on recently? Okay, so I think this is actually going to surprise you because I'm going to tell you that it was a financial advisor, which is like, yeah, that is not fun at all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it turns out he wants to, like, his ideal client is going to be gamers, people who, like, I don't know, I'm still like, I don't know, I guess that's their job to, like, play video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just was really open. That's why he chose to work with me. He was really open to not being the typical, like, financial advisor and he didn't want to look like every other financial advisor. So it was really fun. We have this really cool color palette and I worked in inspired by like a Mario coin 
into the spelling of his yeah. business name. And it was just really fun. Like I was really nervous going into it because I was like, financial advisor is like not my thing really. And it was like perfect. It was so much fun. So I guess you can make anything fun. That <laughs> you is, can make a financial advisor fun. You could do anything. That is pretty cool. So what would you say to people that are just starting out and they're like, oh, I'm so nervous. I have this new business idea. Maybe it's a toy plush or something. And they really want a logo, but they don't have any of those skills themselves. Do you think when someone's first starting out, they should go to someone like you right away to get all set up with their graphics? Or should they try to do something for themselves in the beginning and hire someone like you later on? Okay, so I, full disclosure, I usually work with people who are like freelancers and more. Got it. But I'm like all about in my business and in my clients' businesses experimenting to see what's going to work and what's not going to work. Because I think a lot of people get stuck imagining what could go wrong or just overthinking and just being paralyzed by the fear of like, what if this doesn't work? What if this isn't good enough? Mm-hmm. I say like, toss something out there, see if it works, get some feedback and then tweak it. But you're not going to like be as open to feedback if you pay somebody 10 grand, which by the way, I'm not 10 grand, but (laughs) there are, you know, like it can get really pricey in the branding world. Like the more you invest, the more you're going to be like clinging on to that because you have like invested in it and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to change it. And I don't have another couple grand to change it. So I think for me and you're, you're the toy expert. So tell me if I'm like way off base here, but I think I would say sort of like toss out some ideas and like even split testing. You know what I mean? Like, does this packaging seem like it's working or does this like, I don't know. What What do you think? Is that, <laughs> no, bad, is that I, bad advice? <laughs> I know. I love to get other people's perspectives because if, if any of my students are listening, they already know that I, I teach them. I teach them Canva, which you know well. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. teach them to DIY everything as much as possible, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning when they're not making any money. Right. But yes. once, but there's a couple brands that I've seen over the years where they evolve and they change their logo. So in the beginning, it might just be a simple font that they like put colors on and they figured out themselves. But then when they gain a little bit of traction, they have have a little bit of money. Then they come in, they hire an expert like me or you, and they say, Mm -hmm. make our logo ready for Walmart or Target, ready for the big time. And then they refresh it. And that's perfectly acceptable. I actually, now that I'm saying this, recently did a podcast episode on logos in which I mentioned like, your logo doesn't have to be the same thing forever. Like you can evolve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can tell like an old timey Dorito bag, right? right? So like even Dorito, like we're like, oh, Stranger (laughs) Things came out. Now it's like cool that they're doing the retro bag right? because it's it's changed. So you're absolutely right. Like even Doritos changed. Hasbro's changed, Mattel, Barbie, all these logos have changed and it's okay. If I had tried to wait till I had like the perfect, the toy coach logo, I would still not be launched at all. And I still don't feel like I have the perfect logo. And I don't, I'm like, (laughs) you know what? One day I'll get someone to do that. Well, I doubt, I mean, we'd have to pull your students, but I don't think that they were like, I don't know if I want to hire, I don't don't know if I want to hire her. Like, let me look at the logo. Right. And I'm not saying that logos don't matter, No, but I don't think it's like a make or break. There's like lots of elements that go into people like understanding what you do. And that's part of the words and the packaging and, and all the things. But it's funny you mentioned that too, because I've recently started working with people where they can watch a little like workshop, make their own logo, and then like maybe hire me to like look at it and tweak it. So that's like pulling straight from my art teacher background, like turn in your homework, <laughs> like watch this video, you try it, give it to me and I can give you feedback, which I think is also sort of a cool hybrid of like do it yourself, but also get a little bit of eyes on it to kind of get some feedback. Cause, yeah, cause it can I love be sort that. Of, yeah, it's like sometimes it's hard too for people like me who've been in the art world your whole life and you're following like there's things up in my brain that I'm just doing intuitively 
that are really hard to translate to a quick online course or, or a quick mm-hmm. Canva course mm-hmm. because it's it's just, I mean, I could teach you the elements of art and the principles of design, but, but I'm just like intuitively using those at this point. And it just isn't as easy as taking a full few years of art in high school or college or wherever. So it's it's sort of a good hybrid, I think, that I kind of came up with. So. It, it is. That is a good idea because like it is 10 years or 20 years of experience that people don't realize when you hire someone like us to make some graphic or product design for you. It's literally mm-hmm. not just, you know, using the skill of being able to draw a plan drawing or being able to put together a logo. It's 10 years of seeing logos creating logos, revising logos. And like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just years of information we've got. And, and that is why sometimes we are expensive, right? Yes. <laughs> That's why. That, so let's get into a little bit of a conversation around gifts. Do you have a gift course or do you just have like a gift? I do. You have a gift Yeah, course. a little, I, I'm sorry, calling them workshops. Okay. So first, what is a gift? Okay. Oh, what is a gift? So a gift is basically, if you're, if you're old like me, it's like a little flip book. Did you ever like draw a little animation or something and you flip it. Then when you play them all together, it like makes a little loop. And so gifts like also loop. So they keep going and doing fun stuff. So it can be like clips from your favorite TV show. It can be little animations. It could be just like your podcast cover, your logo, just moving, doing a little shimmy. And usually people share them on social media. Like you respond to a comment on a Facebook group with a GIF or put them on your stories and Instagram. It's just like a fun moving sticker. What do you think is the benefit of using like a GIF in like your marketing or in your podcast logo opposed to like that static image? Well, first of all, I'm like old school. So I'm like kids today in 2022, they just need to be like razzle dazzled all the time. So I feel like the movement, like, okay, people, like, here's your little animation. But I also think the fun thing is, so Giphy is like the big place where usually all the gifts hang out. There are Mm -hmm. other websites, but Giphy's the big one. And that's sort of where they're held when you search on Instagram stories. If you searched, you know, the name of my podcast, it like my podcast would come up, but you have to apply to be a brand channel. And that's how you do that. So you have to have five gifts and you have to like apply. And I'm saying apply because I'm not sure how picky they are, but (laughs) you do have to like fill out a form and then they let you on there and then people can search it. So I feel like that's one of the big benefits is that if somebody comes on in as a guest on your podcast or someone buys your toy and they can search it on the Instagram stories and find some stickers to choose, the odds of them using those stickers are way increased because it's not like you have to send them a file and they have to save it and upload it. Like they just search Barbie and then there's like Barbie gifts to choose from. And they're like, oh, these are fun. These are cute. And so I think it's a great way to get people involved in marketing your business. And the more people you can have talking about your cool stuff is just like social proof and more shares and more tags and more people talking about it. So I think the fact that they're searchable is like the real cool thing. Okay, so we're going to have to roll back, slow down, reiterate <laughs> all of that, because I believe you just gave a lot of information people didn't know. So, so Giphy.com, if you don't know, Giphy.com is where a lot of people go. A lot of marketers go to steal gifts. I did not know that the gifts on Facebook and Instagram were pulled from a site like Giphy or pulled from Giphy.com specifically. I I don't know if they have more than one, but they definitely, Giphy is what I know and like what I use. And I'm a big fan of like, once you learn one thing that's working, like, stop learning, move on. on. Giphy's my, my go-to. Yes. 
So you're saying, so a toy entrepreneur looking to promote their product using gifts could apply to be a brand on Giphy so that their gifts will pop up on Instagram or Facebook when someone searches for all gifts. Yep. Yes. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, it's all in my course. Okay. My workshop, Okay. um, which by the way is like 50 bucks. Okay. We'll put the link in the show notes. If you're like, this girl is pushing this thing hard, don't worry. It's not too much. So essentially, you could like take some photos of your toy. Yeah. Do you have a toy? Like, what toy should I be talking about? Should I say just a toy? Oh, oh, okay. I have one here. This is a marmal. Oh my gosh. It's like a fidget. You can can paint them, like like color on them with washable markers. You can actually wipe this away. Um, Oh my gosh. And then they like snap together so you can like change their positions and their feet and their hands. I mean, do you see my face? I'm like, what? Friend of the show, Jeff Lauber, created these. It's a patent patented system of these like magnet little feet guys. And he has so many. They're they're beautiful. Anyway. So it's all about like your creative expression because normally they're white and then you like draw on them. So what kind of gifts can we make? So we have a marmal. Okay. And we could like photograph it. Uh-huh. Put it in Canva, remove the background, right? So it's just the little marble and like tweak it, move it, or do a little stop animation could be really fun. Like now that now I'm like, whoa, this could be cool. Like reposition his legs and arms. And then you have this like you save it as a GIF, you upload it to giphy.com mm-hmm. after you have an account. So it's like, you know, marmal.com. And the other cool thing is that on Giphy, you have to put in a site if people go to giphy.com and click on that GIF. Yeah. It will bring them to your website. So nice. it's also great like SEO. For SEO. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. I mean, I think I'm not trying to brag, but I think my gifts have like over a billion views or something. What? But that's because I have, so, I mean, I know, but it's because people are always on there searching. And I have some for podcasts that say like just new episode or new post or new reel. But for toy makers, like put those things that you need, make them in your brand colors so it matches your stories and it looks awesome. But other people are searching for another, like I've gone on before and just typed in new post and you just like find one. Yeah. But like on the website, it will link back to the original creator. So I'm not saying it's like the best way to drive traffic to your site, but it's like a fun way to have your name out there and your stuff just being seen by people. But also like if your toy has a tagline or something. I was just thinking quotes, like mm -hmm. taglines. Yeah. Yep. And especially if it's things that people would maybe search organically. But mostly you want people who like buy your toy yeah, to post a story, hopefully. But then also like, I think it's intuitive for some people who are used to using stickers to just like, this is what I'm doing. Let me see if they have them. Like I get real mad. I love the Real Housewives of everywhere. Okay. And like for some reason, like Salt Lake City doesn't have good gifts. And I'm what? always like, what, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I know. And then there's like some housewives that don't have very many. And I'm like, I wonder if they like get mad or they don't think they're flattering or something. But for me, someone who likes gifts, like I'm always like, oh, if I'm talking about this person, like I'm just going to search it and yeah. see what comes up. Now I'm even thinking with like marmals because they have like little hats and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I guess if you have a toy that should be decorated, you could create gifts of the things that would decorate the toy so that if somebody just posts a picture of a marmal, they can search like marmal hat and like put the hat on him, right? That would mm-hmm, be fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then that could totally. be a whole like competition. You're like, oh, take your marmal, use gifts and like put decorate it and we'll like choose the best decorated marmal, like from yeah. an IG story or something. Yes. And tag us. You know what I mean? Because then they're saying, like, okay, tag us. Yeah. And so that means anybody who sees their story mm-hmm. is also like, what is this cool thing? And they're yeah. and then you're tagged and then they're clicking on you and they're like, Well, I need a marmal. Like I want to participate in this thing. And it's just the idea of making it more fun, more interactive, and getting more people to talk about it. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I might have to take your course. I just want to <laughs> yeah. do it. I'll be a you do need, you course. do need Canva pro. I'm always like, I'm such a snob at Canva. Cause I love yeah. Canva so much it's that so I'm good. like, who even doesn't have, pro? like, I'm such a like Canva snob. So that's the little caveat, but it's on the, it's on the page. But so yeah, you I want to ask pro. you, did you, were you like a full on graphic designer using illustrator, Photoshop and all those programs? I am learning Illustrator because I'm okay. old. Like you have to remember that I went to college when we like used a dark room. So like, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> that was even in college. So I u- I'm really used to Photoshop. Like that's where I learned most of my stuff. Okay. And where like when I worked with businesses before, I just used Photoshop. So again, like I was saying with Giphy, it's like that's the thing I know. And so I try to force myself to like learn Illustrator, but yeah. I'm always like, this would be so much faster if I was in Photoshop. So I do like a Procreate on my iPad, Photoshop, Canva, little hybrid. Like whatever I can't do, I'm like, okay, we'll have to do this. So like when I make gifts for clients, I do them in Procreate Mm because it's a little bit, I will say it's a little bit better quality. But the workshop I made is like we were saying before, like I'm all about being scrappy and getting stuff done in your business Yeah, for the bot, like watching that bottom line. So I wanted to make something of like, how can you do it in Canva? And then there's some other free tools I incorporate where you can like remove backgrounds from video. Like it's, right. it goes into it. But I like love, I guess it's like a hack or like being scrappy or finding a way around something. Like, yeah, I love that. And I'm a true believer, like as an art teacher, like I taught in a lot of schools that didn't have a lot of funding or the parents, like we didn't have huge PTA budgets and lots of stuff. So I'm like, you can make something really cool with crayons. Like you can melt them. You can like, how can we make this really cool? Like we don't have money to buy the fanciest tools. So how can we work with like what we have? So I'm always about being scrappy. I asked that question because since high school, I've been learning like Illustrator, Photoshop, super pro expert on those programs. But when I found Canva, I I was resistant for a long time. I was like, no, this isn't like the pro program. I need to use Illustrator, Photoshop. And then eventually I got to the point where I realized I was actually making more work for myself because I was insisting on doing things in Illustrator that the program was just too complicated for. Simple social media posts that really didn't need the depth of precision that you get from Illustrator. I didn't need thousands of fonts. I didn't need a pixel lineup, whatever. I didn't need all, I didn't need like a limitless color palette. I really didn't. And then it was taking longer to load hundreds of designs for all the social media posts. It was taking longer to share it with my team everything was just falling apart. And then I made the switch to Canva for social media posts. And oh my gosh, it saved so much time sharing files with other freelancers, working on things remotely. I never had to copy a file again to take it with me anywhere I'm traveling. The professional tools that artists use to be professional graphic designers or even sometimes presentation designers, you Mm -hmm. can use something as simple as Canva to accomplish almost the same thing. 
So yeah, well, and I think too, like just because you have a fancy tool doesn't mean it's going to be good. There's people that could probably make something way cooler in Canva than maybe someone else with a different skill set in Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, there's a lot more decisions you have to make in Illustrator too. Like Canva has so many templates, whereas in Adobe mm-hmm. Illustrator, there are some templates, but you're mostly starting with a blank canvas. So if you really don't have that 20 years of art background, you're like, uh, what, what do I, where do I even begin? Whereas with Canva, there's like a, you can just pick a template, start with it and then just change things. It's a little bit easier, a little bit of a jump start. Mm-hmm. And also like time is money, right? Like when you own a business, there's so many different things you have to you do. You have to do. Yes. So in Canva, when you have your brand kit ready and you have your fonts right there and yes. you can just like stay on brand and like quickly copy, paste, copy, paste. And now I have like stuff for the whole week. Yes. Done. Like Done. that is way more valuable than looking fancy with a big name. Yeah. Program. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's so true. I agree. It's so true. Okay. So I love the whole gift story. Do you have any other just suggestions for where people might incorporate gifts, like creative places that maybe you encourage people to use gifts that maybe they're not thinking about? I love putting them in emails. Okay. I mean, you have to know your audience a little bit because like some people don't like them. So I'm always like, who doesn't like, like my gifts? first? I know. Uh, there's people, I've heard of them. I'm not going to name names. Just kidding. I don't know their names. Ah! It's just like in, face, in Facebook groups, I've seen people like hating on gifts. And I'm like, interesting. It's wrong. But I remember like my very first welcome sequence. So a welcome sequence is when someone joins your email list. Yes. And then you just send out a few emails that are like telling people what to expect from your email list, like how often you'll email them and what they can like get from your email list. So it's just like a little few emails to say, hey, what's up? Here's what you joined. Just to remind them. And then usually, honestly, if we're talking business, like, letting them know what you have to sell because <laughs> yeah. that's the point, right? Like yeah. introducing them to your stuff. So I used to apologize for having too many gifts and now I'm like, whatever, that's my thing. So if people don't like it, they can leave. But I do think like in your email signature could be really fun. Mm. I've seen that done really well. Also, I, in the workshop, I talk about making like reaction gifts for emails from you. Mm. So when people sign up for like, something of mine, there's one that's like, yes, you know, it's like me and it's like, yes, at the bottom. So it's that personal connection where it's like me. Of course, you could go on Giphy and find one that's someone else, you know, a housewife or somebody. Yeah. And I do those sometimes because I also think even though ones of you personally make that connection, when you use things like The Office or whatever other popular show, when you use those, then people are like, oh, we have something in common. It's like being on that first date and being like, you love The Office? Oh my gosh, I love The Office too. So I think there's like a good balance of your own gifts and like popular gifts to communicate that like we have things in common, you know? Yeah, I have to say, like, I struggle with that, too, because I get the gifts of yourself, but I also think gifts of other shows and other celebrities make people feel comfortable, you know, because they know those people more than they know you. They know those shows more than they know you. And it also triggers what you're trying to trigger. Like if it's a wow gift, they remember that moment in that show when that wow moment happened. So it like, it triggers that emotion a little bit better, especially if you as the person in the gift is not a good actor. I've seen some gifts where people, it's like supposed to be like a wow gift of like the person (laughs) who owns the company, but they're just like really timid and they're like, wow. Like it's like, it's like, like, we need a bigger wow. Yeah. You don't look excited at all. What is that? So yeah, I think it depends on if you really have the chops for the acting gifts. 
Well, that reminds me, I watched the Brene Brown Atlas of the Heart special on HBO. And she, in that presentation, uses a lot of movie clips to show the different emotions that she's talking about. So I think you're onto something because Mm. you're right. When you see that clip, you think of the entire story behind it and all the emotion that Mm -hmm. those like Academy Award winning actors have brought to it. Yeah. Also, I think there's a little bit of the element of like, you know, when people say like, oh, any friend of hers is a friend of mine. When you put someone up there like, here's Lizzo. And then you're like, oh, yeah, girl. Like, yeah, if you like Lizzo and I like, like, we're friends, too, because we have that common bond. And figures like Lizzo mean something and represent something that automatically translate when people see that. So, yeah, I think you're smart. I think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) But your toy, like your toy, like, you know, dancing at the bottom of your email just reminds people constantly, like, you know who I am. I'm this person with this toy. Like, don't forget. You want to yes. buy that toy. Like, I love that idea. Like having your toy just like dancing, like even a marble stop motion, like walking by at the end of your email oh, yeah. could be super cute, right? Totally. Great yeah. idea. Great idea. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. So where else? Like in emails, I guess, social media posts. I'm just trying to think more creative places that people might be using be able to use these gifts that maybe to encourage them to do it is what, I'm, what I put them on my website. Yes. I think when you go to my website, it says I'm a graphic designer for and I could never like pinpoint exactly. I mean, I talk a lot about your ideal clients and how for me, it's like, I'm so inclusive. I'm like, it's a lot of people. I can't just pick one person. Yes. So I made this whole list of like, who do I want to appeal to? So it says, you know, I think it says like quirky, rebellious. I, I saw creative. that. I I have something like that in a webinar of mine. And I was thinking of adding it to my website too, because I agree. I can't, I'm like there, I have like three people, not like so many as you, but I'm like, still those people all matter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I think also it's just a fun way to like kick off my website. And for me, it like fits with my brand. And so I think that's fun. And also I think a fun place to sprinkle them is the page you send somebody after they buy something or like sign up for your email. Like the confirmation page is like, Usually like a woo woo, you signed up for this or I'll see you then or it's on the way or here's what you can expect next. I think those are always a fun, personable kind of touch to put on those pages. Love that. I'm trying to think. Well, no, those are great. I actually have a different question. Are there, because you're a gift queen, are there categories of gifts? Like, do you categorize them in certain ways? Like, I don't know, like celebrity, real life gifts, animated gifts, text gifts. Like, do you categorize them at all the way that you teach (laughs) i'm like oh i'm not in charge of all the gifts in the world wait what (laughs) you're an expert Um, so just talking about the workshop like i call them react i think i call them reaction gifts okay and then just like text like we were saying like quotes like where you can kind of build make it say something and then just like everybody needs just their logo animated somehow like getting bigger and smaller or like jiggling or you know fading in fading out or something because i just think that's a missed opportunity for people in their stories sharing you and they should just be able to say the toy coach. Right. And at like, if they want to say something about you, there should be a branded way for them to do that. We'll talk after it. Yeah. <laughs> so reaction gifts, brand gifts, text gifts. And then I would say, I guess, pop culture gifts would be the next one. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like finding those on Giphy. Like a lot of times, I mean, I'm like, my brain likes a system. Yeah. So a lot of times too, just for my emails, I usually tell a lot of stories in my emails. So I'll start with like a photo from real life or something. Like I have a folder on my desktop that's like stories I could tell in an email when I come across stuff or I talk about my kids sometimes and crazy stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So I usually like have the photo and then later I'm like, what's a reaction? Like what's something funny that could either be me or a lot of times in my emails, I do use the ones that I just think are funny from pop culture just to like drive it home. I don't know. It's like a little format I use kind of like a picture, a story. Then like when I get to like the not lesson or like selling, but you know, like what's the point of the story? Like what Deanna, we get it. You're amazing and you're funny, but like, why are you telling us the story? Yeah. I feel like a gift, like you were saying, cause it's like, they say like, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, but it does help tell that whole story when you're like, it's like this, it's like this time in the show when this person did this thing. I don't know. I think I just rambled, Sorry, <laughs> but that's another place. That's like back to email. I'm like, whoops, I did it. So. <laughs> you're the best. I love it. I love it. Okay. So one of the last topics I wanted to touch on is how do you keep marketing light and fun? I don't know if you still have this, but you did have like a reels course at one point and your whole focus of this was to not make reels stressful and to not make people feel like they have to like, you know, have a viral reel. They have to follow this trend. They have to do that. And I know a lot of toy entrepreneurs out there struggle with doing social media at all because it just feels overwhelming. It's like not fun. How do you keep it fun? What do you do? Again, we have to take this with a grain of salt because I don't usually work with people with product-based businesses. Mm -hmm. But I just think do what you want. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's why my podcast is like, F that, breaking the rules of online business. Like, I just think everyone always talks about you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And I started realizing people on TikTok who have a million followers, they are very, very consistent. But they're also like weird, some of them. Like they're just like doing whatever they want and they like it and they enjoy it. So it's Mm -hmm. easy for them to be consistent. They're not listening to someone who says, here's what you should post. Here's when you should post it. Here's how you should post it. And also be consistent and do it all the time because you're going to be like, you're like a kid in high school. You're like, I have to do my homework again. Like, this is not fun. Like they're making me do this. Yeah. And you don't want to. So I would say like what I try to help people do is figure out what do you want to do? So to answer your question, I sort of changed that was like a reels membership, but I kind of changed it into another little workshop. That's like how to figure (laughs) out how to do Instagram your way. Like, what does that mean? Like, how can, okay, we'll do it my way, but what does that even look like? And so it's like a audio series and a workbook to try to help you figure out, like, don't do what you don't want to do. Like take it with a grain of salt. But I just like to give people permission to be like, I don't want to do that. I mean, and if you look at all the people who've gone viral, everybody's doing different. There's like a billions of people on social media platforms. There's plenty of people who are going to respond, I think, to what you end up doing. Mm -hmm. But when you like it, it's going to show so much better. Like it's going to be more fun for people to watch. You're going to be more consistent. Yeah. And it's going to come through and people are going to want to watch it. If it feels like, okay, I have to make a reel. (laughs) Point, point. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not interesting. It's it's a bummer for you because you're like forcing yourself and nobody wants to watch it because we're like, ooh, who made them make this? Like it's just seriously, it's so true. I've seen some friends of mine. They're like, oh, yeah, I made this real because I have like a social media manager who told me to do it. And they're just like standing there like this, like point, (laughs) eyes open, point, look, sorry. Like and it just looks so uncomfortable. And it's like just it's not going to work for what you want it to work for if you're not being true to yourself. And I have to say, I did the same thing with social media when I was first starting. I honestly did not want to do any social media. I was like, I don't want to be one of those people who's posting all the time. I don't want to be stressed out about hashtags. I don't want to do it. And then eventually I was like, well, I have to do it if I want people to know who I am. So little by little, I was just trying to figure out what I felt like posting. And it does make for a pretty ugly Instagram grid, but... (laughs) 
it's like it's not pretty. It doesn't match. Everything's people are like, I thought your brand colors were purple. I'm like, nope. Not, <laughs> like, not today. It's nope. All over the place. I don't care. I no. just do like what I need to do in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also like, I mean, and it changes all the time. So you yes. can't keep like, you know, reels are hot right now. It's so funny. I feel like recently too, reels, I don't know who told people that maybe the Instagram guy, whatever people what? come out and they're like, okay, now they want reels where people talk like original audio, not lip syncing. And I'm like, okay. But then my feed that day was just everybody being like, Hey, here I am with a quick tip. Da, 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 da. Like it changed overnight. People oh were like, my oh, gosh. oh, okay. Now I have to do this. Seriously. I, I'm like, Oh, the poor people who just got comfortable lip syncing. Like, right. like oh. And maybe if you like that, I say like, keep doing it because people are going to miss it. Like, I think it's funny when people lip sync. Like, if everybody switches, then lip syncing is going to be cool again because nobody's lip syncing. Like, let's go back right. to lip. Like, right. and then you're just like a robot who has to keep following, following the rules. Yeah. So I say just make your own rules and have fun with it. And I think you're onto something. Like, you have to experiment to see mm-hmm. what's working and what, like, also what works for you. I feel like everyone's yeah. also talking about filling your cup first. Like, that's a big thing. I don't know. Like, in, oh, I haven't heard that. In the world, right? Oh, no. Uh-huh. And I think it's like in mom culture, too. Like, oh, you're supposed to okay, put okay, on okay. your mask first and fill right. your cup and right. take care of yourself. But also, like, boundaries and mm-hmm. all that talk is, like, really prevalent, I feel like. But then when it comes to business, we're trying to, like, do everything for everybody exactly how we're supposed to and I'm like yeah. the different approach is like what do you like doing yeah what do you want to do yeah and a little bit like obviously if you have this product you need to like if you're selling like a baby doll you're probably not like smoking and drinking and you're in your reels you know what I mean like you within reason you have yeah. to figure out like yeah. what would work for your brand yeah but also what sounds fun to you and if getting in front of the camera and trying to make a reel is like giving you a panic attack right Skip it. Like, just don't do also, it. Also, people like to scroll through Instagram and look at images. Like, there's people I know who don't like reels. So it's yeah. okay. Like, maybe yeah. those are your people or whatever. So I think it's more important to do something that you are really excited about. Mm-hmm. And that will translate to the people. Yeah. What would you say to people, because this was me, that are like, I'm not excited about doing any. any. <laughs> like, Start I don't want to do <laughs> I don't want to do any of it at all, Deanna. Can you do it for me? well I mean I still think maybe I would just say you have to keep experimenting until you find something you like yeah and it is like you know I don't like doing my taxes in my business but I have to do that part right like being organized on some stuff and to be honest sometimes I'm not the best at social media because it does feel like a never-ending yes like you can't just check it off and be done with it right it's like forever it just keeps yeah keeps coming so I mean I think too we overpost. I think people feel the pressure to post like Every five day. times a week. Oh, seven times a week. Oh, I'm yeah. going to grow and I have to do this. You throw up too. I think it's important to have when people come to your Instagram, they see who you are and they see like, you know, when you look and you're like, they haven't posted since 2019. You're like, are they even in business? Like it needs to be like kind, kind of, of fresh. Cons- I don't know that it, it's, I think sometimes we think it's the only way to let people know that we exist. Uh-huh. And then it's like a crutch where there's exciting things you can do, like being on podcasts and right. reaching out to people and collaborating with people and doing yes. something fun. And 
and other ways to market. Like we just think like marketing is social media and it's like, there's so many fun things you could do. I have to say like I've since, you know, I just got back from vacation and while I was gone, I really didn't plan all these posts for every single day. I planned, I think like I had like two or three posts go out while I was gone Mm -hmm. for a week. And now that I'm back, I'm like, you know, I don't really want to post every day anymore. And I don't know that I think that it's necessary anymore. I think there is a certain time in your growth or when you're promoting something that you do want to post every single day. But like you said, I think it's like overwhelming Mm -hmm. for people when you're constantly just like bombarding them with information, like info, info. It's like a lot. Sometimes people just need a post of like, here's a palm tree from my vacation. Like, you know, like let's all just marvel at this photo of this palm tree and not do work today. You know, like let's, let's chill. Um, in the like long captions, like, yeah, it's it's like some people write a whole blog post and I'm like, my niece was visiting and she's 15 and she saw me like scrolling and I could see her eyes be like, what? And I was like, I was like, I know, doesn't this seem too long? Like, who would read this? And she was like, nobody I know writes those captions because they're like 15. I'm sure it's like all yeah. emojis. Yeah. Oh, and I was emojis. like, yeah, do we need do we need that many? Like, that's a lot. That's a lot in the caption. I'm a big fan, personally, of yeah. hanging out in the stories. Yes. Like, I watch stories. Sometimes I go through stories more than I scroll up and down through the mm. feed. Yeah. I respond to people's stories. And I'm like, sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't even really know who this is. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh man, like it'll be like usually like a mom thing that I'm like yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yes, the mess yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But that makes like first of all, if we want to talk about like the algorithm and stuff, that teaches Instagram that I have a solid connection with this person. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. Maybe it's better to know like who you're responding to, but yeah. somebody I follow, so somebody I obviously am interested in. But if you can get people to start interacting with your stories, it's just teaching the algorithm that this person likes you, like you're you're more friendly. And having little stickers and polls. And I love your idea of like the contests and the Mm -hmm. gifts. Like for me, and it goes away in 24 hours. Yes. So that's like no pressure. You know, put put two or three maybe in your grid for the week Mm -hmm. and then hang out in stories and just talk to people like real humans. Because I think we forget that that it's people Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And I feel like stories is where I feel most comfortable to just respond and it's not like commenting where everyone else sees your See, comment exactly you know? yeah you're just like hey that's funny this is cooler i, I kind of want to say like people that see my stories like don't be afraid to like write words back because sometimes people will use emojis because i think they're like they feel they're intruding i'm like no if i put oh. it in my story like you can say words back because i think sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll respond in words to their emoji and they'll be like oh my god Hi. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's talk. <laughs> I love a voice memo. I, yes. I really make it intimate. I, I love, love a voice, a memo. voice memo all day long. So mm-hmm. I can really think through what I need to tell you and not just like when I'm typing, I'm like, how can I say this in as few words as possible? Yeah. <laughs> I hate <laughs> typing on my phone. I'm so bad at it. But I also have to say like, don't you feel with social media, people feel the need to post so much that they're not really posting quality anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to say that. I was going to say yeah. like quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have like two a week and maybe it is like a longer caption because you yeah. don't have to write seven. You're right. like, oh, I two. don't even care. This is too much. Do two that you really care about and then like post it on a Monday. Share it to your stories on a Tuesday. Right. Boom. That's like a second Two, post. Yeah, yeah. You know, post something on Wednesday, share it on Thursday. Yeah. And then maybe on Friday, post a palm tree to your stories. Right. Boom. And quality doesn't mean it has to be a tip. 
like quality just means that oh. it is something that somebody who follows you would like to see in their day, which it could be inspiration. It could be motivation. It could be a tip, but it doesn't always have to be like, here is a tip. Everything you need I know. to know well, about. Well, because like, everyone it, says you have to serve, 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 yes. serve. And I think we think, we think that means educate and it can, like mm-hmm. you said, also for me, the ones that I care about the most are the ones that make me laugh because it's yes. just like my personality and I'm silly. And honestly, when I'm scrolling Instagram, I'm not in like learning mode. Like mm-hmm. if I want to learn something, I'm like at my computer and I like purchase something or yeah. specifically Google something and I'm like ready to learn. Yeah. When I'm scrolling Instagram, I want to be like crying because it's like a good good news movie. Like whatever yes. that one yeah, account yeah, yeah. is. Like yeah. somebody got reunited with their dad after however many years. Or I want to like dig into someone's life like a stalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Stalking, <laughs> laughing. Like It's just there's more than one way to serve. And And also, sometimes it's like for me, getting a little sassy or like calling something out that maybe other people in your industry like don't agree with. And then other people are like, oh "Oh my gosh, I felt that way too. And that's like, wait, you think that? I think that too. You know, so it's tricky because they say serve. And then I think most people think, okay, I have have to to give three tips. Yeah, Yeah. you don't. In the toy industry, I feel Mm -hmm. like entrepreneurs, if you go to a trade show and you had a really rough day, like don't be afraid to make an image or a graphic that's just like, oh my gosh, when it's finally the last day of the trade show and you just want to whatever. I don't know, like something that's more relatable and not necessarily a lesson, but just about how you feel and your experience without naming names, of course, so you don't make enemies, but like how you feel (laughs) in your experience. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I think that is so valuable. Plus, let's be real, with social media, most of the time, if you're not discovering someone on there from a reel or a story, you're likely on a social media profile because you know about this brand from somewhere else. Someone told mm-hmm. you about it or you went on their website or you found it somewhere else and you go on Instagram to say, oh, I let me look up what this brand is up to. Or you yeah. saw a reel and you're like, oh, let me find their profile. No, mm-hmm. you, most of the time that is what's happening. So that's why, like you said, you want your Instagram grid to be more informative as to who you are because people yep. are probably just coming there to stalk figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. rather than discovery. So yeah. And I feel like stories is a great place to like, if you had a bad day, get on there and be like, Oh, this is what happened. Like, like, you know, you don't want to make it like a total like downer all the time. You're just like complaining. But like, if you had a rough day and you want to talk about it, do that. And it goes away in 24 hours. But also if an hour later, you're like, why did I do that? Delete it. Delete it. (laughs) Done. Done. Just commenting. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think too, when I've like opened up more and been a little bit more vulnerable, people reach out and have had similar experiences. And then that is like a real human experience. And I think when we get too bogged down in how many times a week we have to post, how many hashtags, what do I have to do? Da, 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 da. It's this very robotic, like you're just checking off the boxes. Yes. And you forget that it's just people who have already clicked follow and are like, hey, we want to hear what you have to say. Yes. Just start talking to them and stop worrying about growing, 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 growing. Yeah, yeah. Because there's already people who like signed up. It's like if you had a party and a bunch of people came to your party and you were still at the front door being like, I can't wait till some people get here. (laughs) Like the people in your living room would be like, we're already here. Can we have some snacks? Like, where's the drinks? Like, what are you doing? That is the best. That is the best analogy (laughs) ever. That is gold. Oh, that's so good. And also commenting back. Like I one thing I see because I do help people, I make graphics for people and help them do their thing. And I'll be scrolling and like see a graphic I made and I'll see somebody's like commented Mm -hmm. and the person hasn't commented back. And I'm like, oh man, that's like being at a party and you're like 
Hey, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. And when they respond, you walk away. You just walk away. And they're like, <laughs> what just happened? And then they don't want to comment again because it's embarrassing. Yeah. Even though it seems so silly, it's just a comment on Instagram. You taught them like not interested. <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're not going to do that. They're probably not going to do that again. So it's really important. I remind people when you post to like be available. So I usually do it in the morning, which I don't know what Instagram told me when to post. I don't know my ideal times for posting. But for me, the person, it's Mm -hmm. like around 9am when I'm like at my computer and working and drinking my coffee. And then as I'm like working, my phone lights up and I can like respond to people. Yeah. If I posted it when they tell me to, I could be changing a diaper or making dinner or doing whatever. Like I need to post when I can be available to continue the conversation. So Again, just doing what you want to do, like me deciding this is when I can post. This is how many times I want to post. It makes it so much better because also then you're just not mad. You're not like, I don't want to post right now. I don't want to yeah. post that many times because that's then you're mad. Who wants yeah. to keep doing it? Nobody. Nobody. No. no, I love it. This not is me. great. OK, yeah. I'm going to ask you our closing questions. You ready, Deanna? Yeah, I'm ready. What is the best piece of advice that you received in the first year of being an entrepreneur? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I'm like, when is my first year? I feel like I was like selling pine cones to my neighbors in first grade. Oh my gosh. Like, no. <laughs> in with this, glitter. In this they had business. glitter on them. <laughs> in this business. In this business. Oh my. I'm trying to think because you know my journey's a little rocky and I had mm. some like not the best advice. In the I beginning. know. So I think my coach, Kathleen O, is the one who's like given me permission to experiment and be like, I don't know. I think that's. Maybe that price is too low, but like try it and see what happens. So I think just embracing that, like try it and see what happens. Spirit was the best advice. I love that. Yeah. I honestly love that you try the low prices to see what works because I think too many people try high prices first to see what works. And it's like, mm, no, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> just, gotta, just you can raise them. It's okay. You can yeah. raise them. You can raise them. Like what you always have. I think the people with high prices end up putting stuff on sale because they're exactly. like, oh, nobody's buying it. Like, let me put yeah. it on sale. And the people so, with low prices are confident and they're like, listen, you can join if you want. If you don't want to join, you're doing me a favor because this is a lot yeah. of work. For this well, price. and you know what else is like when you raise the price, you can send out that email that's like, hey, just so you know, yes. I think I priced this too low and I'm going to raise the price yes. on this date. So yes. if you want it now, which is totally the like flips the sale on its head where you're like, you're getting this for this price, but you're not like devaluing. You're like, Hey, I just realized this thing is awesome. So yeah. <laughs> the price is yeah. going up. Yeah. And so the vibe is different, but it's essentially kind of the same thing. Yes. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My last question for you, what toy blew your mind as a kid? Oh my gosh. What toy blew my mind as a kid? I don't know why this just popped in. So this is like, what is that called? Like association. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with it. And we're probably going to get off this podcast. I'm going to think of like other toys that I'm like, why didn't I talk about? Do you remember Popples? Oh my God. I loved Popples. Nobody knows Popples. <laughs> when I talk about it, I love the movie. The movie. Okay. Particular. Did you not know the movie? I don't know if I know the oh, movie. Nobody knows the movie. It's so good. Well, we're going to watch it. This is going to be a family movie night at my house now. There, There's a Popples a, movie. It's so good. We're going to find it. Yeah. I feel like I was just like, now it's the, oh, you think this is just like a, a ball? You think this is a what? what? <laughs> now it's a Popple. What? Like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was also a toy kind of like Popples and the nose had like water in it. Like, like you squeeze it. Remember those old toys that you would squeeze? You would like play a game in there. Like hoops would go on to something. Oh, but yes. it was like in water. Yeah, so yeah, I feel yeah. like it was like a bear and its nose was kind of like one of those games and you would like squeeze its stomach 
What? And like play a game in its nose. I, <laughs> maybe I'm, I might be making this up. I think they're called like nosies. Did, you did just I just make up a toy? Did you just make up a toy on the podcast? Nosy, nosies. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of that. I'm an, oh my real. gosh. I just Googled it. It's real. I knew it. I had one. Oh. Yeah. A nosy. I remember That's, that. But that was like kind of similar to a popple. It's like this is a so double weird. That's the biggest thing I've ever seen. What is this? Oh, we will put a link in the show notes because this yes. this needs to be seen. Yes. Oh I know. my goodness. Who made this? The logo on this old box that I'm seeing. It looks old. like it says You just caught me old. No, no, no. I see an old box. It is made by Play School. Oh my gosh. What is this madness? Oh, <laughs> wow. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Whoa. You are welcome. I feel very good about my answer now. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay, I'm done. Thank you so much, Deanna, for being on the show today and for that amazing favorite toy introduction. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks for having me. This was it, so much fun. It Love was it. a pleasure. And I know I'm about to go make some gifts. So thank you. Well, there you have it, Toy People. My conversation with Deanna Seymour. We talked a lot about gifts. And that is going to be your action item today. I want you to go to Giphy.com, make yourself a profile, and play around with making and uploading some gifts and even stickers. I'd love for you to tag me on Instagram and show me your new gifts once they're uploaded to Giphy and you can find them on Instagram and let me know that you put in the work to market your toy brand. You can find links to connect with our guests today at thetoycoach.com forward slash 129. And if you love this podcast, but you haven't yet left a review, what are you waiting for? I get a notification every time a new review rolls in and it puts a huge smile on my face and keeps me coming back week after week. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know your time is valuable and that there are a ton of podcasts out there, so it means the world to me that you tune into this one. Until next week, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Agile Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.